0: Hello there. Welcome to episode number one of the Triple Fect Podcast. This is a platform where we share lit words, LIT words, which essentially just means words that um, from, from Scripture, from the Bible, that jump off the page at us, or that we believe that the, the Spirit has illuminated to us, lit up before us. And those lit words really serve as a transformation. Um, agent in our lives, which then brings up the term triple effect 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 infect triple effect effect it's the agent if you would, that produces the change it's the it's the cause, and the lit word what that does is it activates within us when the spirit lights up a word it activates within us and then that becomes the agent, the, the cause that produces a result. And that result is known as the effect. It's, it's what's produced from the cause. So when the lit word shows up and it hits our hearts, hits our minds, it produces a transformation. It's an agent that produces a transformation. And that transformation, it brings about this result. And the result is energy. The result is power. The result is life and goodness, all the things that come from the, the fruits of the spirit of God. And that means that we then are people who are lit up. So when the lit word shows up and activates within us, that's the effect that produces the result, which is the effect, which energizes our lives and causes us to then move out into this world and bring the infection of the Spirit all around. So triple effect, 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 infect. And on this podcast, we share words from the Bible. Could be daily, could be weekly, just depends on when the word shows up. There will be different people that will be sharing these words. I'll probably be the primary person doing so. However, there will be others that will jump on and share lit words with you as well. Today's episode, we are... Titling The Big Butt Club. Now, <laughs> we're not picking today on those with big butts. However, I like big butts. What? And I cannot lie. You know where I'm going. Um, here's the verse. It's from Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 16. Hear this. I will seek the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and strengthen the sick. But there's the big butt. The fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with judgment. I'm looking right behind me. If you're watching this, I'm looking right behind me on my screen, which is why I'm not straight into the camera. I want you to, to now I'm going to break down this thought for you. And you can read this um, from, our, from our blog, um, this blog cast. You can read this um, writing that was generated this morning from this lit word, but I'm also wanting to break it down in my own words for you as well. Although I did write these words um, that I will read in part. So the thought breakdown is this it's very, very important that we don't take the text that we just read out of context meaning context is the scenario, the situation that was happening in this particular book of the Bible. Now, some of you, um, maybe you're brand new to scripture, and I don't want that to be overwhelming or intimidating to you. That's why we're sharing these lit words with you. It's because we want you to understand the text. We want you to understand what it's being, what's, what's being said, and we don't want you to take it out of context. And sometimes that can be a difficult thing, because we don't know what it was like four or 5,000 years ago, because we've never been there. But... Theologians and scholars and people they 've studied this historians they 've studied this, and so as best as we can, we want to keep it into the context of what this scripture was actually saying and the the verses the chapters surrounding this particular passage, what was happening is there was a correction that was being brought to the shepherds or the leaders of the teachers of the nation of Israel and they were being, they were being corrected and mainly because what those leaders or shepherds were doing it says that they were they were uh, Tending the sheep, and they were, they were, you know, shearing the wool, and they were reaping the benefits of the, the you know, the product of the sheep, and they were getting fat. Essentially, they, you know, they were, um, they were taking in all of all of the goodness for themselves, all of the care that really was supposed to be for the the sheep, for the people, but they were taking it for themselves, meaning they were being selfish. So what I want to make very clear is what was happening in this text was very, very important. And I believe it's also very, very applicable for today because this day and age, it seems like people are really um, considering themselves more than they're considering others. And that's, you know, I'm not saying, hey, abandon completely one's self in order that you could only care for others. We've got to have balance in this, but I do believe that as a nation, as a church, We're very imbalanced when it comes to self-care, self-preservation, self-centeredness versus thinking of others and really following the model that Christ laid out for us, which is selflessness, selflessness. So again, keeping the text in the context, let's really look at what's happening in this section of Ezekiel. Number one, very, very important. God's not picking on fat people. He's not. Now. He could be picking on fat people because the concept of, of what's being shared, the, the fatness really had to do with having much, right? If somebody's fat, they've got much. They've got much fat on them. And this is, it's more like a fullness concept. It's more not about the literal, right? Than it is about what the, the metaphor of fatness is. And so he's also not picking on strong people. You know, that, that, that's not what's happening, but he is challenging selfishness and self-centered people, and he's he's also pointing out that what he's really about is about giving good things to people, including those shepherds. They were supposed to receive good things, but what they were also supposed to be doing is they were supposed to be caring for the lost, the scattered, the broken, and the sick. And that's not just physically lost, broken, scattered, or sick. But it could be physically lost, scattered, broken, or sick. But it could be spiritually or emotionally lost, scattered, broken, or sick people. And that's really what this text is saying. So what this shows is that the the heart of God is really for the hurting. And the heart of God is really for the humble. And the heart of God is really opposed to the proud And pride does show up before a fall. And sometimes we think, oh, you know what? I deserve all of this goodness and all of these things I've been, you know, that have been bestowed upon me. Thank you, God, for all of the blessings that have been bestowed upon me because I've worked so hard for all of these blessings. But here's the truth. You and I, we deserve nothing. We don't deserve any of that goodness that God's poured out on us. It is simply his mercy that 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 relent like he's relenting. He's not giving us what we deserve. He's giving us what we don't deserve, which is absolute love and absolute acceptance. That's the case for all of us. All have failed, all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have done that. There's, it says that in scripture, there's none who are righteous. No, not one. And, and Jesus literally was the only righteous one, the only one who lived it out perfectly. Everyone else has failed. All of the greats of the Bible, all of the greats of our day, from the Billy Grahams and the Mother Teresas, all the way back through the Moseses and the Noahs, our story is failure And our story is the mercy of God, the kindness of God, the love of God has brought about transformation. That's the story. It's really uh, great if you could check out Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. It says, it's by grace that we've been saved. Grace means acceptance that we've been saved through faith. And this is a gift of God. It's not by works. Nobody should be able to boast in that and say, oh, look, I did it. I worked so hard and now I get to go to heaven because of all my hard work. That's not real. Sometimes people will say things like, "Oh yeah, I I did such a good I'm a good person." Nope. No such thing. No such thing as a good person in and of ourselves. But when we receive the mercy of God, the love of God, the, the acceptance of God, the grace of God, now we can be a good person. But the truth is, just like I were to have a glove on my hand, right? And, and Christ represents maybe that glove, and I put my hand inside that glove, I hide my life inside Christ, inside Jesus, inside His covering. Under that covering, that is the only place we find true acceptance and love, grace, Freedom from our failure, sin, shame, all of the ways that we miss the mark every day in relationships, every day in stewardship, meaning the management of our life and our time and our money and our resources, all those things. Every time you fail as a parent, every time you fail as a spouse, every time you let somebody down, thank God that we are hidden in Christ if we've accepted that. And Ephesians 2 8 through 10 absolutely discusses that. So um, now the judgment that's being referred to here, it actually does apply to us. This judgment really does apply. It's a lesson for us to learn. It's, it, you know, when he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring uh, some kind of a, a correction, thank God for correction. You know, if as a parent, we didn't correct our children, then they might get off some pretty like crazy trails in life. They might end up down places that they never should have, because as a parent, you should be correcting kids, people back and our loving father in heaven. He, he's a corrector as well. He loves and he disciplines or he corrects those that he loves. I'm so grateful for God's love and his discipline in my life, his correction that points me back, gets me back over where I need to be, gets me back on track. See, the main point, it needs to be kept front and center. But our society, this day and age, it's easily offendable. And people sit back and they wait. They do this politically, spiritually, spiritually racially, all these things I sit back and wait and look and nitpick. Oh, wait, hey, so you actually, uh, oh, see, he did it. He offended me. I agreed with 99% of the things he said, but then that one thing, it just kind of struck me wrong. And so now that's it. I'm writing them off. Don't do that. Don't do that with God. Don't do that with the scripture because there are a lot of things in scripture that are hard to hear, a lot of th- but they're good to hear because they bring correction, they bring change, they bring life. God is actually good. The Spirit is good. And so when God brings a correction or a rebuke or any of those things, that is actually to build us up. It's to, it is to break us down, break our pride down, break down the walls, break down all of those things, but it's ultimately to build us up to cause us to be who He's called us to be. So don't be offended when, when he says the, the fat and the strong, I will destroy. Don't be offended by that, but take it to heart because God's judgment does show up. It shows up for America. It shows up for me. It shows up for you. And that's a good thing. So take that for what it is And don't be offended to the point of it being a stumbling block that causes you not to actually fall in line with what it is that God's doing or wanting to do in your life. Because what he does is he loves and he corrects and he disciplines those he loves. But I think you and I, we need to make sure we're not a part of the big butt club. We don't want to be a part of the big butt club. Now, again, I'm not talking about people with big butts. My my dad used to say to me all the time, butter makes your butt big. That was the thing. He'd say, butter makes your butt big. And then we would tease my sister because she'd like practically eat sticks of butter and she really doesn't have a, a, a huge butt. But it's not tiny either because she likes butter. You get where I'm rolling here. Big butts, actual big butts is not the conversation, but the big butt club, see that butt is sandwiched right in the middle of two things. It's sandwiched right in the middle. Let's look back at that scripture again. Ezekiel 34:16, it says, "I will seek the lost. Are you seeking the lost? I will bring back the scattered. How are you doing with the scattered and the broken? I will bind up the broken. I will strengthen the sick. But I put that in parentheses, made it bigger. The fat and the strong, I will destroy." I will feed them judgment. You see, there's a big butt in between the broken. There's a big butt in between the broken, the fat, and the strong that he will destroy. Because selfishness is self-centeredness, caring for oneself and not caring for the hurting world around us. Man, that's that's not good. And man, I hope that's not you this is Jesus speaking to me, what matters to me should matter to you. You matter to me, and I care for you. Do you take my care for you for granted as if you deserve it and that you're always going to have it? What do you practically do with my care that I give you? Do you keep it all for yourself or do you give care away my care and concern for you should motivate your care and concern for others do you give a care or are you part of the big butt club notice the big butt in between the sentences of this scripture i will seek the lost bring back the scattered bind up the broken and strengthen the sick but the fat and the strong i will destroy and I will feed them with judgment. You may be saying, why, God, this is so mean, wrong. It shouldn't be this way. What's really mean is overlooking the lost, the scattered, the broken, and the sick that are around you. That's what's really wrong. Especially when you have it within your ability to help them. Especially When you sit back and soak up the blessing, overlooking and not giving a care about others. The Big Butt Club is the club for people who are fat and happy, but only care for themselves. It's time to get off your big butts and give a care for those that need help around you. Since I've cared for you, I'm asking you to give a care for others. Lord, we hear that. God, we hear that. And I pray that your words would soak deeply within my heart today, soak deeply within the listener's heart today, and ignite something in us that is passionate about helping others. And I pray that there'd be something that is ignited within us as well, that is passionate about hearing from your word, diving deeper into your words. Your words are life and they're active and they're sharp and they penetrate into our hearts and minds and they separate, they sort out feelings and emotions, all of these different, they sort out and they help judge the intentions of our heart and they help keep us on track. So God, today I pray that there'd be a passion for others and a passion for your word. Whoever's listening to this, wherever, whenever they listen to this, I pray it would ignite something, activate something within them. It would, it would produce a cause within them that would bring about energy and that energy would then be carried out into this world in order that people could experience you and the goodness of who you are we pray these things in the name of Jesus, Amen. Uh, additionally, if you're looking at this reading, um, you know if you're if you're just listening, awesome. I'm going to share this with you as well. Some questions, um, but also um, if you're looking at the reading, this this template that's found in the blog and it's also in the in the text of of the podcast notes. Um, it, it will help you to have conversations with others because it's really really important that you and I have people that we're tracking with. And and those people, they can help sharpen you, they can help bring you closer to God, and it's really important that we have those people. So it's not, it, it, it's also critical that we aren't people who just hear the word and then don't do anything about it. It's really important that we take action on the things that God's speaking to us, and so that's where we have the what will I do about it question. So what's God saying, and then I just read what I believe he was saying, and then What will I do about it? And this is what I plan on doing about it. Today, I will find someone, even if it's just one person, I will find someone that I can practically give a care to. It could be in a conversation. It could just be lending an ear and listening. It could be getting them a glass of water. It could be, you know money to somebody. It could be anything. It could be raking somebody's yard. It doesn't matter. Give a care practically today. I pray that right now there's probably somebody coming to your mind or something coming to your mind. And if not, ask for something to come to your mind. Think about it and then act on that very thing and give a care today. And here's your tracker questions. These are questions that, you know, trackers, they they're like they get down and they are paying attention. Indian trackers, man, they would look for every little sign and they would follow it and they would hunt it down whatever they were tracking. So here's your tracker questions. What are you given a care about these days? Think about that. What are you caring most about these days? Does this align with the spirit's care for the lost, broken, scattered and sick? Do you need to make any practical adjustments to where you distribute your care? You only have so much care to give. Are you giving it in the right places? Explain how you will adjust where you give a care. And then below, you can actually see, um, I take specific track steps each day, trying to keep my life in balance. I do that with the spirit or, or with God, health, money, people, and mission. And you can see these are the accountabilities that I'm walking in today. I'm going to practically give a care about somebody. That's my spirit step. My health step is uh, I'm actually, I'm going to chill out and I'm going to really curve my diet for a few a uh, few days. And then my money steps, I'm going to check in with a financial advisor who happens to be one of my very best friends in the world. And I'm also going to plan some meetings and do some things like that. You, know, you need to be intentional about what it is that God is directing you to do and take active steps every single day, every single day, so that you can stay on course with what God has for your life, because it's great things. So please do me a favor, like this if you liked it, share this if you want other people to hear it, and, you know, sometimes I don't like to do that because I don't want to be like the guy promoting everybody else. But if you do this, I believe there's, there's really good that can come from it. Somebody might need to hear this word and they might be on your friend list. Comment, whatever it is that you've got to do. But let's begin to get the word out. And let's begin to be people of action in a triple effect church, triple effect movement, effect, effect, infect. We'll see you on episode two.